Today on Cross Radio. So th- there is really vested interest uh, here. People who want truth to be suppressed because that is the only way they can, they think, uh, that's the only way they can enjoy their lust in so-called uh, peace. Okay? Then after the suppression of truth, what will happen is the spread of untruth. And that is what is happening. No more truth. Everyone is entitled to his uh, own truth. So basically, it's an exaltation of uh, fragmented untruths all across the board. And finally, there will be a silencing of those who still believe in truth. I mean... that is really the end point. That is where it will all uh, come down, come down to. Because as I pointed out a while ago, this, these two things cannot coexist. It's either light drives out the darkness, or uh, darkness snuffs out the the, the light. And uh, of course, we have to be innocent as doves, and uh, at the same time as wise as serpents. And the only consolation we have here is uh, what Jesus said, uh, in this world you will have uh, tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The one who has overcome the world is no one else except he who is the way, the truth, and the life. What is uh, uh, the common characteristic of all these untruths which is so prevalent in postmodernism, they have something in common, common denominator. These are all ways that lead to death. But what confirms the truthfulness of the truth, Jesus Christ, is the fact, kung gamiton ko pang words ni Peter, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Joining Twister in a series of special episodes, we will specifically call Crosstalk on Postmodernism. Our Christian ministers in their various fields, Jay Kenyosa for the youth, Daryl Roque for young adults, Kiano Rosales for campuses, and Dennis Cortez for legal counsel. For the past few weeks, we have talked about the gospel's content and context, and now we gear ourselves to talk about culture. We will talk about postmodernism, the relevant church, and the shape-shifting world. And of course, let these issues face the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. This we will call Crosstalk. Will the gospel survive this post-modern, post-truth, post-Christian world? Stay tuned in. This is the third and final slice of our Crosstalk on postmodernism. Welcome to Cross Radio. Two thousand years ago, a man hung there on the cross claiming two major claims. One, that he is God, the Lord of the entire universe, and second, that he is the Messiah, the one sent to save his people from sin, death, and Satan. The Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus of Nazareth, lived in human flesh, died and rose again on the third day. This is the good news about the good God doing the good work of saving sinners for His good name. It's all about Jesus. 
Recording in the City of Smiles, Philippines, you are listening to this crosscast episode where we do our very best to lead people to the person and work of Christ through the ministry of His Word. We believe and repent of our sins and yes, follow Him as Lord and Savior. It's all about Jesus. Stay tuned in, listen intently, open your Bibles joyfully, and surrender your hearts fully. This is Cross Radio, the Christocentric word to the Christo-needing world. Actually, we don't need to go back to Jacques Derrida or Michel Foucault in understanding what um, postmodernism is. We simply need to go back to what the scripture says back to the Garden of Eden because it all stitches itself up there. For example, the serpent's words did God really say was an attack to the truth, but it was in essence attacking the heart of their hearts, which is them wanting to become like God. So when you attack the truth, you attack God himself. So the point here that Atornin, all of us are trying to say is that a person has an inside work or an inside job that is the working of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. But there is also an outside factor. The problem is we think that evidence is the outside factor in order for a person to believe. But the outside factor, this is what happened. In postmodernism, people were were really exhausted, just as what you have said, exhausted with rationalism, is exhausted with reductionism because people tried to reduce everything to reason, to reasonable terms. And what happened here was that we think that the evidence, outside evidence, would prove that God exists and then that person will believe. But if you look at the scriptures from the point of view of Adam and Eve had all the reasons, but they still fell. Moses and the Israelites had all the miracles in front of them, but they, still they did not believe. They were a, a stiff-necked generation. Um, the Jews in Jesus' time, they had everything they had Jesus, but still they did not believe. The problem was not the lack of evidence. Romans 1 is telling us, but the suppression of it, that's the problem. So the point, the outside force is not the evidence. The outside force if we go back once again to Romans 1, is the gospel. Not the evidence, not even the magical or the miracles or the scientific or anything. It's the gospel. The gospel on the outside because it is a news outside of us. Then on the inside, the Holy Spirit is working. So now we go to the heart of our discussion, the gospel. This is what we are trying to understand. Postmodernism is a setting. It's the the time that we are living in our million dollar question is this so how can the gospel the true gospel survive in the postmodern age how can the gospel of a god man who lived died and rose again survive in this generation of absolute truth being disintegrated this absolute truth being torn into pieces in the stage of the postmodern halls of intellectualism and emotionalism. Pastor Darrell? Uh, for me, uh, it's really a great challenge, first and foremost, because knowing that our spiritual or religious landscape, everyone claims to have their own truth, So, but the gospel claims an exclusive truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But somehow, in a positive way, 
uh, it's a good opportunity for the Christian community to bring home the message of the gospel because sa mga truth na kiniklaim ng rami, no one can really satisfy them. The gospel alone can provide, I mean, can fill the vacuum within like what attorney has said a while ago na the gospel is the only solution and uh, for me the church should preach the gospel as it is well kung merong mga criticisms against the gospel don't forget that the gospel itself is polemic sabi nga ni Charles Spurgeon release the lion and the lion is able to defend himself So, we are ready to answer their questions. So, present the gospel, the whole message of the gospel as it is. Huwag tayong matakot because I believe, again, the gospel can provide a real solution. What's the sound of the released lion, Pastor Darren? <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Darrell. That's 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 really at the heart of what we are trying to do here. Preach the gospel as it is. Release the lion. Here's uh, Keanu, who's also a, a has a feline answer. How can the gospel survive? Survive? Of course, ang ang answer din na nakon first and foremost is that of a Christian answer. Which affirms that the gospel will survive. It will survive. If it is the gospel, if, if the gospel is proven to be the truth, then it will survive. It will survive. What Christ has said that He will return, He will really return. In other words, what Christ said that He is the way, the truth, and the life is really the truth up until now. So, asking the question, how the gos- how can the gospel survive from a perspective that it will survive? I think we'll go back to what should a Christian do first and foremost uh, in the church or what, rather what should the church do in order to proclaim this gospel to a postmodern society. Pastor Darrell, no nga ang the gospel is a lion that it, that will devour the uh, the, the enemy. Spurgeon gali. So of course Uh, it is very important na hambalgan din natin to kagina no ang problems ng postmodern society is that they are really uh, good with redefining things so i think the very first thing that the, sh- the church should do is to define the gospel the gospel is not your personal testimony the gospel is not uh, the cleverly concocted ideas that you have made the gospel first and foremost is about the lord jesus christ it's about his life death and resurrection and what what it what what is its relevance to our position before god as rebels before him understanding that the lord is holy and we are sinful that is the, that's the kind of the background of the gospel it is under the backdrop of the bad news which is man is sinful and that the Lord is holy and that he will vindicate his name by punishing those who are sinful, who are rebelling against him. So it is a good news because it is a uh, God's saving plan for those people whom Jesus Christ died for. Um, I'm trying to be very uh, particular with my words on that. <laughs> so, ang um, um point, um point dere, the sad thing is, most 
people in the church who have grown up in the church actually does not know the gospel. What they just know is that grace. Grace. That's it. Oh, so, there's no a clear presentation of the gospel which goes back to the problem because the pulpit is trying to be relevant, trying to be pragmatic. Ang, ang, ang mga major truths ng scripture sometimes nagkakompromise. Retungod, ang gusto ng preacher, ang gusto niya ihambal sa tao rather than what the scripture says which if you if you trace it, ang, ang truths ng scripture will really go back to God, to Christ, to sin, to salvation, to faith which are very important essentials in the gospel. Ang hindi ang uno na problem hindi kita kilala so dapat you have to define it. And another thing is this, we have to stand on it. Ang um, ang problem di ba naton sa postmodern thinking is that uh, lumpat-lumpat no, lumpat-lumpat kita sa aton nga ginapatihan. Ang ang Christian actually stands on the truth. First and foremost, the, the Christian stands on the gospel. So if he thinks or rather if he believes that the gospel is the truth he is convinced by it first and foremost because of reason and the inner working of the Holy Spirit uh, he has to stand on it and he should not be willing to compromise sang, sang truth, sang gospel he should not be willing to say that this is the gospel for you and this is the gospel for me no, first and foremost ang the gospel is Christ. So, ang Kristiyano dapat ma-stand gida uncompromising da siya as much as no no, not as much as possible all the way. Uncompromising or else if compromised ang gospel, it will no longer be gospel. It will no longer be good news. It will be just one of those worldviews nga gina-offer sa isa ka postmodern world. No. So, amo na makita naton. So, how does the gospel survive? I think ang Christians, ang comfort dari sa mga Christians is this. Hambal ni Christ, ang iyang word will last. No? Ang, ang kalibutan madula, ma-fade away, but His words will remain. So, kung ikaw Christiano ay nag-hold on ka sa gospel, sa ining truth na ginahambal sa pulong sa ginoo, then you can know na ang imo ginatindugan, hindi siya sinking sand. So, you can stand on this, you can build your life on this. And at the same time, hindi ka makulbaan niya pagkabuhas maguba ang imugin patihan or pagkabuhas sala kagali. Or sa pagkabuhas ang um, matayog ang imong ginatindugan. So, be assured, Christian, that the gospel will remain because the God of the gospel will preserve it. Pastor Darrell, how the postmodernist survives against the power of the gospel because there will be there will be a day of retribution pastor that's that's really like uh, putting the the postmodernist in the lion's den right <laughs> and they will not survive pastor jake birthday boy Woo-hoo! um of course uh, absolutely yes the 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 gospel will, will survive uh, even uh, as we trace no sa scripture this is god's message of course and god's promise na every time we share it every time we speak the gospel we share the gospel we we proclaim the gospel he's with us and uh, one thing one thing i just want to encourage everyone especially if you are a minister of the gospel just like what the Apostle Paul said to, to his disciple Timothy, just be faithful. 
just be faithful in sharing it just be honest preach the word um, as Paul said also in Romans ang, uh, in, wala siya na ashamed no? I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation just be faithful be confident be courageous because God is with you and definitely God will win <laughs> and the gospel will surely survive so the question how will the gospel survive in the postmodern age that's a wrong question <laughs> the gospel will survive attorney i think i will have to agree with uh, what was said a while ago i think it was pastor daryl no we simply have to preach the we simply have to preach the gospel as it is preach it simply but at the same time because there's no other way to preach it eh? otherwise we will be accommodating ourselves to unbiblical modes of teaching and presentation which might actually be counter uh, productive because they are uh, they are uh, foreign ways of presenting the scriptures we preach it as it has been preached by the apostles by uh, the, the the models and example by, by Jesus Christ uh, himself no we preach it uh, simply with full confidence in the power of God's truth to penetrate the hearts of people uh, through the help of the Holy Spirit but at the same time all that I would like to add as much as it is given to us we should always be aware of the intellectual uh, challenges which uh, surround the presentation of the gospel and we should also be armed uh, as far as uh, answering these uh, challenges uh, are concerned but these are incidental and not the main thing our focus should still be on preaching the essentials of the gospel and one thing one essential element which needs to be emphasized i think is the preaching of the resurrection because i noticed in the in the way that the apostles preached the gospel uh, that is something they emphasize which i noticed in our time we do not emphasize so much and i do not understand uh, why actually no I, i mean our focus is on the death of christ for giving us uh, uh, giving for uh, bringing forgiveness for our sins uh, the, the death of christ showing the love of god for Or, uh, sinners that that is all uh, all fine but uh, du- during Pentecost the preaching was focused on the resurrection and lordship of Christ uh, yes and uh, even Paul when he preached yes he also emphasized the the resurrection uh, and and as I said go- going back to a point I, I, I made no uh, all this talk of uh, truth You, you discuss it philosophically you end up in, in circles eh? but if you present the reason Christ the fulfillment of the scriptures the one who rose again and vindicated all his claims and uh, actually proved to, to, to use the word that there will really be a retribution a reckoning a confirmation and a returning uh, those, those to me are really very uh important no so so th- that's one thing i would like to, to to insert in the way we present the the gospel why do we not emphasize the resurrection as much as it should no w- one more thing going back to the co- I, i do not want to be overly negative about uh, postmodernism no there might it might have some uh, good things in it uh, but uh, ma- 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 but what i see is this eh, 
uh, it's very pessimistic it has already surrendered as far as truth is concerned eh. and and I think that's not that's uncalled for no because there are so many things which even postmodernists who believe who do not believe in absolute truth cannot deny their own existence I mean banging your head against the wall will not make the wall disappear no you will just crack your your head mathematical truth one plus one equals two if you don't believe that because you believe in constructing your own truth instead of simply discovering what truth is uh, the truth that is really there then you cannot uh, get a job as an engineer or as, a, or as an accountant or as a bank teller and that statement against absolute truth is absolute yeah yeah oh, okay yeah yeah the, the, the self defeating claim no to, to say that there is no absolute proof is a claim to absolute is, is to is to assert absolutely that there is no absolute proof so the mere fact that it's self defeating should already make you you aware tapos i don't want to get into the culture wars again look at the disastrous results in 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 the in other countries no uh, as we, we've talked about abortion uh, we, we you know the problem now in girls uh, girls sports uh, because they, they homosexuals uh-huh. and uh, and also what is this the problem for free speech uh, because if a person who has transitioned insists that you call him a he even if he's a she and uh, you see there are a lot of I'm, I'm thinking of the compelling you to use uh, speech that will not offend the sensitive identities you see this postmodernistic thinking is already having practical results which are quite uh, harmful and and since there is no transcendent uh, standard wherein we can agree that this is no true arbiter. or not no arbiter it's it's all about a shouting it's all, it's all about shouting at the end of the day wala na wala na wala na your what you said about dialogue I mean, yeah. it, it has no point because there's no, there's no basis. Oh. So it's it's just going to be a shouting match again and again, and we're back to Nietzsche's will to to power. Whoever has the power to back up what he says or what he wants, they get their way. So it's not just a grab for power. No more, no, no more dialogue, dialogue. Indeed, when there's no arbiter, everything becomes arbitrary. <laughs> so, so we have talked about absolute truth. We have talked about the gospel in a nutshell. And we have talked about the survival of the gospel. So we come now to our last question. And this is um, not a question in a way, but this is asking you guys to leave something for our listeners. Um, can you... Can you leave a, a brief message for our listeners, especially for the church leaders, for our pastors and teachers, for for those who are preaching the gospel and who are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ? What can you say to them to encourage them and to embolden them to stand firm, stand fast, defend and enjoy the gospel in this postmodern world? And we will end with this.
Again, thank you for listening to Cross Radio. This is our ministry of God's Word to the world. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast platforms and our Facebook page. Just search for Cross Radio PH. Again, Cross Radio PH. Click like and follow us for regular updates. Share us to as many friends and family on Facebook. Also, I would like to ask you to pray for this ministry. Partner with us through your prayers. Pray for this ministry to really serve you and other listeners globally and together we will glorify God by enjoying Him every day. Thank you so much. I hope you see more of God today. Enjoy Him deeply and truly. And now back to our Cross Radio episode. And you leave a, a brief message for our listeners, especially for the church leaders, for our pastors and teachers, for for those who are preaching the gospel and who are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. What can you say to them to encourage them and to embolden them to stand firm, stand fast, defend and enjoy the gospel in this postmodern world? And we will end with this. We'll start with uh, Keanu, and then we will uh, move around. Uh, my, I think my first advice would be that we soak ourselves in the scriptures. Uh, it is really hard to say something or to witness to something that we do not really know about much. So if ang nabalalang natin sa concept ng gospel is that the, is the love of God. If i-present na siya naton sa ibang nga tao, hindi ta na siya kag i-question nilang aton nga nga view, hindi ta na siya ma clearly ano, uh, vindicate or la- rather validate. So first and foremost na no, i-soak i- i- naton naton nga selves sa scriptures. And then I, re- I just remember what Paul says sa Philippians in which uh, he told uh, the church in Philippi na because of his suffering in the gospel There are the Christians around him were actually emboldened by the by his uh, personal struggle and his gospel-centeredness of his life. So uh, from there, I, I see a, a wisdom. Now, if a person is actually gospel-centered in his words, in his thought, and his deed, even in his plans for his life, it will actually uh, catch fire sa kabuhi sa mga tao ng arasya ng palibot. Somehow it sa mga hindi Christians nga gatulog sa ito, it makes them ask, what is in this gospel that this person is willing to be frowned upon or persecuted? Sa mga Christiano naman, makahapamangkot sila. Hala, oo no? The gospel really is something worth uh, uh, dying for, living for. So, makita natin sa, sa kabuhi ni Pablo, first and foremost, no, nga he is really gripped by the gospel, by the truths of Christ. And he was no I'm not saying I'm a missionary kitatanan I'm just saying that even if you are working as a banker bank teller uh, teacher uh, you can be as gospel centered as Paul so ang point ko is soak mo mga self sa scripture and then be rooted and be be grounded and be centered upon the gospel and somehow ang imo na nga fire sa gospel ang imo na nga passion sa gospel will actually Uh, bring fireman sa uh, mga tao sa iyong mga palibot. And uh, siguro pag ginawa you know, ng isang manda nga, nga pwede ginaton nga himon is that ang um, us ang problem sa postmodern thinking is that ang um, redefinition of terms 
ang um, somehow may ari sang sang ano sang fear nga kung mag-propose ka sang sang isa ka truth do ano kana do dogmatic kana or do ka close-minded close-minded or arrogant kana ay challenge ang mga ano no ang mga gapamati try to delve as deeper as you can in the scripture in the study of theology in the study of god in the study of christ because uh, the more nga rooted ka sa isining nga mga bagay the more makitaan mo actually ang mga inconsistencies sang kalibutan ang inconsistencies ang mga palibot naton nga tawo no uh, the more nga shape na the word sang sang scripture ang imong world view the more nga nakita makitaan mo kag ma-appreciate nimo nga uh, indeed ang worldview sang isa ka Christian is the consistent worldview and the meaningful and significant worldview of all the worldviews nga ginapresent dere sa kalibutan. Pastor Jake, the birthday boy. <laughs> uh, for those nga nagapamati no ayhan you are youth or uh, feeling youth. Let us all remember that all of us when we rebelled against God we had this already um, we rejected the, the truth about God and we followed the ways or we followed the, the lies nga ginpatihan naton so muning natabo sang kita nulog sa sala but praise be unto God because of his gospel nga nawali sa aton gintuhan naton then we are now living the truth we are now living in the gospel of truth but as we live truthfully as we live in the gospel as the Lord Jesus said before he commissioned sa mga disciples nga there will be persecutions mockings dangers you will face but the Lord Jesus Christ promised and assured them of his presence his power his might and his pagpreserve sa ila and so same with us as we live the gospel as we walk as we share it uh, the Lord Jesus Christ will continue to be with us empowered us um, though suffering aragin na yung suffering hindi tagay na pagkuhan matabugin na siya pero rest assured even the Apostle Paul ang mumaning iyagin kabuhi um uh, wala again mind nga mapatay siya by doing God's work by sharing the gospel but still nagpadayon siya to the point nga he, he he is more than willing to die because he knew nga uh, para ini sa Ginoo so many sa ato no, as we live the gospel um tandaan tagid nga ang Ginoo pudta and this is for God's glory and all we need to do is to live the gospel faithfully and uh, of course as what uh, Brother Keno said nga importante gid sa gihapon nga ma-saturate ang aton mga tigipuson pauna-una sang pulong sang Gino kay pagi dere kita magagrow and pagi lang sa pulong sang Gino through the the help of the holy spirit we will grow we will more we will love jesus more and of course pagi sini kita magangkon gid sang kaalam kung paano ikabuhi ang gospel so may the lord bless us as we 
live for His glory. Thank you very much. We now move to Attorney Dennis and then to Pastor Daryl. Okay, so I think what is happening in the world right now, especially because of the prevalence of the postmodern mindset, the collapse of absolute truth and the exaltation of individual truths and alleged tolerance to all kinds of truth except for the truth of those for for those who believe in absolute truth that is absolutely intolerable <laughs> so that, that's the irony of it no but but, but anyway i i think i think in mentioning pastor uh, jake no i think we have to prepare for persecution uh and uh we will have to remain gentle respectful Uh, towards those who disagree with us still but still bold in proclaiming the truth of the gospel but at the same time as i said we have to prepare that really persecution is just around the the corner because i see a pattern here if you go back to romans chapter 1 first there's going to be suppression of the truth because uh because suppression of the truth is conducive to the fulfillment of their lust mm-hmm. so th- there is really vested interest uh, here people who want truth to be suppressed because that is the only way they can they think huh? that's the only way they can enjoy their lust in so-called uh, peace okay then after the suppression of truth what will happen is the spread of untruth and th- that is what is happening no more truth everyone is entitled to his uh, own truth so basically and it, it's an exaltation of uh, fragmented untruths all across the board and finally there will be a silencing of those who still believe in truth i mean <laughs> that is really the end point that is where it will all uh, come down come down to because as i pointed out a while ago th- these two things cannot coexist it's either light drives out the darkness or uh, darkness snuffs out the the, the light and uh, of course we have to be innocent as doves and uh, at the same time as wise as serpents and the only consolation we have here is uh, what jesus said uh, in this world you will have uh, tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world the one who has overcome the world is no one else except he who is the way the truth and the life what is uh, uh, the common characteristic of all this untruths which is so prevalent in postmodernism they have something in common common denominator these are all ways that lead to death but what confirms the truthfulness of the truth Jesus Christ is the fact kung gamiton ko pang words ni Peter to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life all the others admit that uh, this is it this is only the only life we have after this it's death but Jesus Christ says I am the way the truth and the life there are palang you see there's really a big difference thank you very much attorney oh I don't want to end this night but uh, pastor Daryl will give us um, his final words before he <laughs> no I'm kidding <laughs> pastor Daryl gusto ko lang i-clarify na final words sa radio program na ito ah <laughs> uh, Uh, first of all, gusto ko munang pasalabatan yung great company of these uh, fellow Christians. I've learned a lot kay Pastor Twister. And uh, 
siguro yung may iwan kong words today as uh, kung ikaw man ay isang pastor isang evangelist that you are losing your hope para bang it sounds irrelevant na yung gospel kung ikaw ay young people na nag-evangelize sa sa campus or isang housewife na you are trying to evangelize your neighbor uh, don't ever lose hope sa sufficiency ng gospel uh, minsan uh, parang ang pakiramdam natin para bang ineffective irrelevant Uh, siguro hindi dahil sa irrelevant yung gospel kundi merong problema sa heart ng tao alright sabi nga kanina ni attorney uh, yung pinaka main problem talaga yung moral aspect yung the Lord was displaced from his proper position that's why uh, people are now enthroning themselves as uh, arbiter of truth so again don't lose hope in the power of the gospel. Anyway, yung problem nagsimula sa Garden of Eden but the good news is that uh, the gospel invites people to honor the authority of Christ. The Lord is now reigning and the gospel, the kingdom of God is progressing that one day when the Lord reigns in the consummation of all things then God alone again can define what is good and evil. God will be in His proper position again for eternity. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will not end with my own words. I will end with the words of the Apostle Paul. His last written inspired words that is found in the canon of scriptures. The Palestinian canon 66 book. His last book is uh, for his disciple Timothy. And um, here we see that the Apostle Paul was really clear that our problem is not being in the world. Our problem is when we are of the world. He wrote in 2 Timothy 3, I will read. But realize this, that in the last days difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious, gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. Then I will move to verse 12. Indeed, all have desired to live godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Then he drops the bombshell. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. In chapter 4, the last five verses, and the first five verses, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing in His kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But one thing to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. 
But you, be sober in all things. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. This has been a wonderful evening, guys. This is Cross Radio. Have a cheerful and Christ-filled day ahead. (laughs) Happy birthday, Pastor Jake! Thank you for subscribing, liking, and following our Facebook page, Cross Radio PH. In fact, this is not just a page for you to like or share, although we highly appreciate it. But Cross Radio is a ministry of God's Word to the world. Here we share regularly, if not daily, either a blog post, an article, a podcast entry from our resident students of the Word, specifically geared to reaching listeners who wants to hear God through His Word and by all means, by God's grace and for God's glory. Do it in a manner that rightly divides the truth and magnifies the name of Christ. Message me privately via Cross Radio for comments, suggestions, and prayer requests, or you can visit our blog site at www.crossph.wordpress.com. If you are a child of God, if you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, I challenge you to make this your ministry as well. Go and share this to family and friends and together listen to or read God's word in faith and in joy. We are so excited on what will transpire soon, praying that indeed God will be magnified the most and people will enjoy their deepest through the Christocentric word. This is your quarantine companion, Cross Radio. Have a good and godly day.